0: This is the Farm Hop Life uh, Men's Forum number twelve, taking back control. I am Matt Derozier of the Farm Hop Life, and tonight, so far, as he else jumps in. We have Christopher Davidall hey. of Secure Farm, makes the Secure Coop Chicken Door Opener. He's yep. working on it right now, so he's not paying attention.
1: <laughs> I am. I'm just trying, finishing up something, so I'm <laughs> good.
0: Um. So. Let's uh, let's start with personal events, Chris. Uh, yes, sir. Let's uh, let's go through a personal event, chair, personal event of yours.
1: Uh, nothing very, terribly exciting. It's more of the same: uh, organizing the homestead and getting unpacked and putting things where they need to be, where we can find them. Bought some shelves because Amazon had their Prime Day, and um, it, it's not. It's not terribly exciting i planted a tree today that, that's what's one thing it's not none of this is all terribly exciting it's very very pedestrian but it's just so satisfying you know yeah. get it all in place get it where you can find things and it's not clutter on top of clutter and uh move around and say i need someone so i i saw that yesterday and i know where it's at so um aside from that um you know, uh, yet today was uh, not feeling so hot. Um, some fatigue kept up to me, so I just I just got a good long afternoon nap, and um, it was a, it's an off day. Monday's an off day, and uh, recovered, and then got outside and uh, worked on in the garden area and, and things like that. So, um, you know, it, nothing very exciting, but uh, just feels really good just, to, just put one foot in front of the other get, make, make progress. And, and you know, the, the topic, the show topic, you know, t- taking back control is, has been the, the quest that I've been on, you know, just trying to take yeah. back control of, of, of feeling awful and, 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 uh, not getting anything done you know, from, from zero to, you know, we're making little progress here and little progress there. So how about you? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, let's see over the weekend, um, brought up Milo to see, uh, Katie and new baby Lila. Uh, so we were like between Katie and I, we were trading kids. I'd be in the NICU, Katie would have Milo and then Katie would be in the NICU and I'd have Milo and just kind of back and forth. And they, the two actually got to meet like kind of, uh, on Saturday for the first time. Uh, he can't come into the NICU, and so like, they like, I've got a picture of like me holding Lila, like, up, like holding, kind of like showing her like, like up to like a window, and then um, Milo and Katie are on the outside looking in, and like that's the best that they could do to like have Milo meet his sister, and it's like it's weird and it's kind of dumb, but. It's the best we can do. So is that, is that COVID rules? Uh, no, it's I think it's NICU rules. NICU rules. Okay. Um, because there's there. So Lila, her, I think she would have been born like if she was full term, she would have been born like yesterday or something like that. So, um, but she wasn't. But there are babies in there that are currently like twenty four and twenty five weeks old. And like, dude, I I might do a video, and if uh if I can if I can get away with it, uh in the NICU there's just their packs of diapers, right? And I, I'm gonna do a video, and probably like post on TikTok or whatever. They have nano preemie diapers, up to two pounds. Those are some tiny babies. Those yeah. Are ultra tiny babies.
1: Yeah.
0: And so like I'd be like, okay, here's the diaper that you see like on the shelf. Like at Target, here's the size down. Here's the, size down. here's the next size down. Here's the next size down. Here's the next size down. Like, dude, they're tiny. Like, I don't even think they would fit on, uh, like, Lila's foot. Like, they're so tiny. It's it's weird. It's kind of creepy too.
1: Wow.
0: But but yeah, so that was uh that was really like the big thing. Hmm. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm working on another big thing. I'm doing a collaboration with a bunch of people I interviewed.
1: Wow. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah. I just, I just really started doing it. Like, I guess halfway through yesterday, but mostly today, I've been knocking out some some stuff. I'm not ready to share it yet, but okay, it's gonna okay. be, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna oh, be epic.
1: Yeah, you had asked about personal things, and I, I completely forgot. I, I, in while I'm not doing the homesteading kind of thing, I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm sitting here at the computer. It's it's uh, secure coop stuff, and uh, so I had I hired a, a German developer to to finish up the phone app because I just got stuck. Sure, and he's a pro, and uh, he he was. How did you find him? I found him through uh, Code Mentor.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yep, worked with him a few times and said, hey, would you like to just take this and just finish it? And and here's here's all the bugs that I've noticed, and you know, here you go. And so he started back. He got it back on vacation, and he started into it today. Uh, so that's encouraging. I think within um, a month or two, I'll, the the phone app will be good enough to put publish on the on the on the web. But the, uh, the while I had some time, I sat and and a uh, little bit of a saga with SecureCoop. I've, I've, I've hit highs and lows and all sorts of uh, roadblocks with it. And one of the roadblocks was the microchip apocalypse that started yeah. last year. I was gonna base it around the Raspberry Pi. If you know anything about those, they're little tiny. little. I played with
0: them. Yeah, yeah. they're cool. So
1: they're, for the audience, they're little tiny little credit card size computer, and they're really cool. And they were they were inexpensive, and now they're extremely expensive. And uh, I noticed that when I started into it, I said, "Oh, this I needed some support, some pork chips, and some extra chips that would uh, make this Raspberry Pi work like it's supposed to." And uh, those chips started to go unavailable at the start of this thing. I said, I don't trust that this Raspberry Pi is the right solution. So I took like a good year to switch it out from Raspberry Pi to a different uh, uh, core chip. And, um, uh, and, and so in the process of doing that, I had to up in a lot of the original design. Uh, so it's radically different than it was about two years ago. And one of the things I had said was I'm going to abandon the, the door opening part of it, initially sell... A device that only monitors an, an existing coop door. Somebody already has a coop door opener. Retrofit, sure. Yeah, retrofit, and it monitors one. Uh, well, I had this, I had some time this week, so I just, I got back into that. So how did I, how did I do the motor? How would I have done the motor? And I sort of planned out and mentally walked through how to do that. So that's basically almost ready to to assemble and go. I need to uh, uh, start buying a few parts for that. And and uh, and testing that out. So I'll, I'll have um, the sensor. I'll have the the motor part. And then also this week I had time, and I, I said, "What uh, about my other accessories?" I found a uh, a power strip. I wanted to be able to control heat, lights, things like that. Power strip. Um, and and so a power strip needs Wi-Fi connectivity, and it needs to be able to put my own software on it. And that's and, and needs, needs it needs to need safety certifications. It's there's so many things you've got to look for. And I finally found a, a listing of those kinds of power strips this week. So, you know, yay on that. Uh, the motion sensors, I walked through and planned that out. Um, the water quality sensor, the air quality. So more or less, I've got in my head now a real clear forward path that I can take to Bring the rest of it to, to market. Bring the bring the accessories to market. Nice, here. dude. Was sort of cloudy before, so then I'm just excited about that because this thing's finally rolling after years of just, you know, just hitting roadblock after all This thing's really rolling and clicking now, so I'm I'm yeah. excited. Yeah.
0: yeah you I'm better sorry. if you find all your parts, you should just buy them by the pallet right now.
1: Yes, sir. I got the the the. Put the it port- on a credit card. <laughs> yeah. I bought the core chips for the 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 first round of units. I've got uh, 1,300 chips and two big rolls. Uh, and They cost four thousand dollars.
0: Holy smokes!
1: <laughs> and you know they're they're just sitting in my shed. I'm thinking if there, if I was a thief, I would just walk right past that box and be like, Probably. "Oh, look, there's the power tools for for twenty bucks that I paid for."
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna... I was going to save this for the end of the show, but, uh, since we're, since we're still early, we're talking about it. Uh, support Chris right here. (laughs) Secure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. Some of your, some of your viewers, uh, jumped on the, my mailing list after I, uh, after I was on the show on the first show, but, but yeah, but they, uh, they did not, um, uh, hit the second email which which is the, the opt-in email you
0: know you get oh yeah the the com- to confirm it
1: yeah they didn't confirm it so i'm like oh you guys need to get to get on there confirm it you can get that and if you're a fan of uh the survival podcast he and the member support brigade he's got a coupon you can combine it with this one so thank you for for uh for pimping me out there
0: sure dude <laughs> i uh i i've got another idea brewing um when it does get released i might do something crazy and wild but <laughs> we'll we'll like get it. there later
1: okay i like um, it i'm excited
0: but yeah um last i got a i got a question about the german guy is that expensive yeah is he expensive he,
1: yeah yeah i i want to uh, he's um I don't remember his rate. I want to say it's eighty every fifteen minutes or something like that.
0: Eighty dollars every fifteen or, minutes, or, or maybe it's eighty an
1: hour. It's I, the number. It 80, came in
0: euros. I heard it's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's some, The number eighty sticks out in my head, and I at this point I, I'm like, he's good. I don't care. I'm gonna pay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh, the company gave me some uh, some four hundred one k and I I, I, I uh, borrowed against that to 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 pay. And it's, it's, and when you, when you borrow against your 401k, you just pay it back to yourself. So it's not like it's, I'm losing any money. Sure. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I, I figured the 401k probably won't be worth all that much. So let's let's just make use of it now.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude. Uh, we should, we should talk after the show. I did something, uh, extreme with my Roth IRA. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. I'll hear Uh, about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. For everyone else, that's that that's a teaser, and uh, I might share it later, but I probably okay. won't. I'm just okay. gonna share it privately. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so let's let's yeah. get into this. Uh, okay. What? Where, where's my notes? There's my cursor. Here I take, am. Okay. Take okay, so taking taking back control, and in right at the very top, for everyone that is like isn't looking at my notes, I wrote not political. Like this isn't a red versus blue BS thing. And I think I wrote that in the email too. Like, so you can just stop it. Stop. Uh, that's not where we're going. Cause I don't care about who's in the white house. I don't care who's in the Senate. I don't care who's in Congress. Yeah. Don't care. Stop it. Um, I'm talking about taking back control of your time your money, your food, your family, your employment, your community. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the show we can wrap up. Um, but but honestly, though, like it what what made me think about this topic is like. I, I like working, I don't like my work. And that's just like a from a that's like a satisfaction standpoint, like, yeah, I've done it enough. I'm ready to move on to something else. Right. I want more control of my time. Because mm-hmm. like I have to go to work. Yeah. It's not like a I get to go to work kind of thing. So I'm with that. Yep. Yeah, so if I can take back control of my time and be like, I'm gonna go to work today. Like and this is gonna be a good day. Like this feels good. Like yeah. I want that. I want to get that feeling. So, what do you? How do you? What are you trying to do to take back some of your time, Chris?
1: Yeah, um, well, hiring a, uh, a developer for one. Um, it, I was just dragging it out. Sure. And uh, and and a lot of things in life are a, a trade-off. So you know, I can either have a four hundred one k that's probably not going to be worth anything, and uh, and I didn't contribute to it; it was called company contributed. So uh, you know. Mm. Uh, but uh, I can either have that and it wasn't that much anyway, or I can and I can spin my wheels trying to develop in a, in a language that I'm not really good with, uh, you know, and, and that. So I, 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 uh, I said, I'm going to hire a guy and you just you sometimes you just have to make those kinds of decisions about your because they, they are just trade offs. You just can't have it all. You know what's that? You know that iron triangle that the, the, the thing where you have the, yeah. You know uh, the, you can. pick two. Yeah, you can only pick two: uh, fast, uh, quality, and um, inexpensive. So you can only pick at most two. Sometimes you don't even get any. Um, so pick taking back my time. We my time. just we just installed um, some. Uh, it's warlord. We just nice. we just installed some um, uh, drip hoses. My wife is was, was getting tired of, of standing out there, you know, forty five to an hour daily to irrigate with the hose. And, and and I said, all right, I bought some drip hoses. Let's install them. And so uh, we we ran some drip hoses and um, and picked up some, you know, uh, some some extra hoses to run those out through the garden, uh, so that she'll have that going on. Time, time time-wise, the book uh, "Getting Things Done" by Dave Chappelle. It's been years since I've read it.
0: Dave Chappelle. Dave Allen. Dave Allen.
1: Yeah, getting things done, and uh, he, he, the way he. he, Breaks down all of your tasks and things. You say, uh, "What's the next step to getting this thing done?" And that's what you, you just keep asking yourself: "That what's the next step to getting this thing
0: done?" Yeah. Sure. Hey, How's warlord? It going, warlord. Hey,
2: well, I'm busy, busy, but uh, um, I find myself in a uh, in a queue, so uh, I figured I'd join in.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. So we're just talking about what you do to um, take back control of your time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, one of the things, simplify, simplify, simplify. Um, yeah, I, I deal with a lot of livestock, and uh, getting livestock, uh, you know, into a more coordinated. Uh, place or or say um, instead of having say separate pens or something like that uh, they they might have their internal struggles and all of that but uh, getting uh, you know figuring out how to say get uh, 15 rabbits to uh, not fight too much and putting them all in one pen sure makes it a lot easier to take all of those rabbits instead of having them in separate cages and so on
0: oh well, that makes sense
2: uh yeah it's uh, there there are a lot of ways that you can capture your time uh but uh one of the most important and this is something that i'm still trying to work on is learning how to delegate and um know i i have farm hands now this is of course that requires that you pay for them but i have to learn okay this is a task that i that i find is very important but i need to be able to trust that guy to do that task right and you know make sure that he knows how to do that task takes a little bit of work up front uh but delegating is very, very important for retaking uh, time. So uh, organize things in such a way that you can do things as quickly as possible. But also uh, learning to delegate is is up there. And if you can, if you can delegate to a machine, even better.
0: Yeah, automation. Do you have a ranch hand, warlord?
2: Right now, I have a, a full time ranch hand and a part time ranch hand.
0: Nice. Are they working out pretty well? I mean, they must, right? Otherwise, we're going to keep them around. The guy is
2: amazing. I mean, yeah, he's, he's just fantastic. Um, but he's going to be going in for uh, surgery soon, and I'm going to lose him for a few weeks. Oh, man the uh the part-time ranch and she is going to be bumping up to full-time uh probably come this winter and uh but, but at the same time we're looking at expanding our operation so uh you know that that's the other side of taking things back you know how, how to take back your money well my ranch can cost so much i need to improve the profitability of my farm or for you sure know the options there uh, so, uh, you know, I'm 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 looking for ways of expanding income while also uh, having ranch hands who can help pick up the slack and take care of things. So uh, it's it's a lot going on, and there's going to be more.
1: And one, Lord, your uh, your answer made me think of another. Another way to uh, take back your time is, which would be uh, through, um, I keep stressing this because it's been so valuable for me, uh, is, the, is learning to use native plants, native um, or, or, or very par- plants that love your region. Uh, and then um, uh, also permaculture principles. So you're working once, you're doing all the work once and putting it up front and then you're just you can more or less walk away. I know it's not that perfect, but the, the, the diminishing uh, effort after that point is just so, so valuable. So that's where you're you know, at, at me as, the, as the, the fatigue guy, the tired guy. I spent a lot of time just thinking and learning and, you know, that that um, when I did have the time, I used that time to save time by, you know, understanding the process and, and understanding how it all works instead of just jumping in and, and making a lot of dumb mistakes. So.
0: He also touched on, um, on making money, like making his money work, like, got okay, so to get your time, you put in money for this ranch hand, but now you have to also up production to make it worth, worth more. So like or you know at least pencil out right um so what are you guys doing to take back control of your money uh so that you don't have to well warlord you know you got you got your ranch so you know you don't have a regular job you work 24 7 so um how do you make it so that you don't work 24 7 with your money
2: well uh i'm i'm you know the ranch is not the only thing that i have which is very lucky for me. I have uh, rentals, I have long term and short term rentals. Uh, the long term rentals cover my personal costs pretty well. The nice. short term rentals are kind of coming up, they're not covering their own costs quite yet. Mm. But I had, uh, or I have a nice cabin in the woods that uh, right now is doing almost nothing for me i'm paying i'm paying property taxes on this thing i'm paying uh i'm paying utilities and it's just kind of sitting there but you know i uh the ranch is still under construction there's only one uh real building on it and it's a greenhouse Uh, We're living in a camper, so so I haven't really moved out of the the cabin yet, Uh, but one of the things that we're working towards, we're going to sell the old cabin, which uh, should give us a fair bit of money, and then we're going to uh, build a shop and an indoor arena with that money the indoor arena uh opens up a lot of possibilities we can nice. hold mix we could uh rent arena time you know by the hour for probably about 20 dollars an hour or so um, we could uh, board horses so there are a lot of opportunities that become available uh when you have the the ability to fund those ideas. And um, now this is not going to be an inexpensive venture, but it should be lucrative once, once things um, are set up. Definitely. Um, But we're, we're still selling milk and we're refining that process. Uh, We should in the near term, double our production soon Uh, and milk is our big seller Uh, so we're probably going to be uh, well right now we've got three cows on the line and they're producing about five gallons per day now because we've refined our process a little bit Uh, we've been doing milk sharing but we found out that the cows were holding back unless we treat them in a certain way what we have to do is we have to put their calves away overnight and then when we go to milk them we release one of the calves and as soon as that calf starts suckling the cow drops all of that milk which you know it's right now that's a it's a small part of the operation but we're still figuring these things out and that's going to become a not insignificant part of our income so uh the way i look at things especially in a time of inflation and we're suffering some pretty serious inflation um uh, the way i look at things is i want to move my assets to things that hold value very well such as real estate but Try to get as much of an income off of those things as possible to try to keep up with the inflation on an income level. Cover my costs and, um, you know, cover me moving forward. Uh, if I can get that arena and, you know, should be able to get the arena and and barn stalls and all of that to cover the cost of all of our farm hands. In fact, that most of our most of our farm operation will be covered right right there. Um, then everything else on top is going to be gravy. And that'll be useful for doing things like, um, you know, buying, maintaining equipment, building the actual farmhouse that we're working on, and so on.
1: I love to live vicariously through people like you who are doing those great things.
0: We all we've
1: got is a little couple thousand square foot little garden, and we're just making the most of what we've got. <laughs> we're not, we're not doing. Um, my son uh, did get paid for a couple of plants this week, so I was glad to hear about that. But it's not ours; is not for income. It's for um, you know money savings. So. Sure. Uh, we're moving in that direction to uh, to to grow those things. and I just put in another avocado tree today and um, oh my. I don't know if it'll make it. it's It's not looking good, but um it'll try. And uh, you know, we've got a bunch of little plants and trees and things like that. and so it's you know we're offsetting a little bit of our our uh, groceries um, and with with the intent that we'll practice these skills and re- reproduce them and 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 re- you know do more and more and more and more permaculture style and, and then just get it in the ground and walk away. Um, you know, so, um, uh, we're not doing that, but I do, I, I'm thinking about in, in as I work with, um, automation and you're talking about, you know, letting a machine do a lot of work for you. Um, as I think about, um, it was Jack that inspired me to go down a career path of automation. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, I, I think that this is going to be the way that these, this great reset and these elites, because they know somebody, something and somebody has still got to make the crops grow. There's something and somebody, you know, these elites, they, they want to, they have in their explicitly stated, you know, I want to reduce the number of people. Uh, so these are, you know, explicitly stated in their goals. Uh, but they know they're still going to need to keep some people around and uh so they they're going to need machines so i know that that the career that i'm going into into this backyard automation into this gardening automation and maybe even up scaling up to farm automation is going to be the future and and uh i'm i'm working with it in a way i'm coming at it from the um the libertarian kind of perspective where the person with the backyard flock can take charge of themselves and not put their, not put it in the hands of, of, of big agriculture. So the person has access to these tools that formerly only multi-billion dollar, you know, million dollar uh, Monsantos and things had control of, Uh, you know, so they, they they can then save their time. Um, The, uh, I, I, I've got plans now for an electric fence monitor, so you don't have to go walk your electric fence, you know, to check for shorts and check, make sure those are good. You'll get an alert. On your phone hey this fence went down go out and check it
0: um, that's awesome will yeah. it work across uh a couple hundred acres yes it will the range nice.
1: the range should be about 10 miles
0: oh, are you wonderful. using like
1: uh zigbee's or something uh it's called laura okay laura is a free uh, unlicensed protocol so it, it's a very low bandwidth but it just all you're doing is sending pings hey the fence is alive the fence is alive that's all you're sure. doing
0: uh, you the know, uh, so, the XB's are the hardware.
1: Yeah, XB is one type of hardware. That's correct. They're they're really cool little piece of hardware. I would use um I forget. I was looking at some modules today. I forget. It has to be uh, certified by the the Department of Making You Sad, the FCC. You know, but um, regardless, it doesn't. It shouldn't be too expensive, and it's uh, uh, and it should send notifications to your phone. Uh, and uh, solar powered, so it's like hands off, you know. Nice. You just it just works, and that's that's putting this power that these elites want for themselves. That's putting this power in the hands of backyard Joe, who doesn't have to, you know, he he he's got the predator coming around, and now he's got a motion sensor to let him know, hey, there's something in the garden, and sure. so he doesn't have to spend as much time freaking out about predators coming around it's a it's a force multiplier is what it is cameras and motion sensors and sensors and things like that properly used are a force multiplier they they let you take your focus off of constantly protecting everything and do other things so yeah so i think this is going to be the, the future and the way it's going and I'm, I'm always i'm hoping to always stay close to the libertarian backyard gardener and,
0: and always meet their needs Dude, you're gonna have to end up selling them on the black market. <laughs> gonna, the right. the elites and the the whatever are gonna yeah. try to gonna try to shut you down. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. And they'll and they'll have um, you know they, they'll have their big money and they'll have their big companies doing their thing. But I'm gonna be I'm just a scrappy little startup. I'm gonna take those ideas and put them into you know into inexpensive little things for the backyard guy. So.
0: Now, if you could warranty your product to yeah. also cover cattle and not just chickens, I think yes. I think you'd uh, be. I think Warlord would be a customer in a heartbeat. Like,
1: what? <laughs> That'd be a big guarantee, but it's it's something to consider, you know. Because I, I was telling Matt that a guarantee that if if something happens to the flock, uh, and and I don't notify the customer, and something happened, then I'll replace the flock. I don't know if I could do that for cows.
2: Uh, okay, yeah, with, with with chickens, the threats are smaller. Yep. The threats get in more easily. Yep. Uh, and there are a lot more threats. Uh, it's difficult to keep chickens safe. Yes. If you put up an electric fence. Coyotes will figure out a way around that. Uh, raccoons will figure out a way around that. And they will take down your chickens pretty quickly. You get a, uh, a bunch of cattle in a field. Best protection you can give them, you know, automated protection that you could give them is a bull. The bull takes care of a lot of your safety concerns there. But it also makes your cattle more dangerous to deal with. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, your cattle, you know, except for the young calves your cattle are not going to be worried about coyotes for the most part they're not even going to be worried about wolves if they get in and wolves are less likely to come in through electric um grizzlies might be a threat but grizzlies are very not interested in coming through electric so uh the when when you look at the the potential for loss as an insurer uh i'd put my i'd put my dollars on insuring cattle over chickens any day just because you're far less likely to have any losses so it's yeah. something
1: i might even be able to do then put that yeah guarantee.
2: yeah you need but a mechanical bull let's let's up the <laughs> yes let's up the ante a little bit if i lose chickens to predation uh I can report it I guess to but I don't think my state really cares about me losing chickens to predation. But if I lose cattle to predation, I can report that and this state will actually recoup me the loss.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm. So in a way I'm kind of oh, all Now I don't know if they'll recoup me for any losses for like say cattle theft. But if I lose cattle to predation, yeah, they'll they'll cover.
0: Chris makes a makes a product or is in development of a product. He's very close of uh, an automatic chicken door and like monitor and everything like that. And he his product is warrantying um, chicken loss. That's how that came up. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I kind of gathered that.
0: Okay, I didn't know if there was like okay. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Cool. Yeah. Um Yeah. So we already kind of talked about taking back control of food. What about family? Because it seems like our society today is like trying to absolutely destroy the family unit. Like every which way it's getting attacked. They don't want you to be a happy family. If you want to be a family, fine. But you better be a miserable family. Like you better hate each other's guts. Your, uh, Your kid better uh sneak out of the house and do nefarious things and your daughter should come home and scream in your face every night like that's the family that they want so how do you what are you guys doing to um have a stronger family unit
1: Uh, i I could say that uh in in our family we had Quite a few rocky years at first. It was just challenging, difficult. We went to therapy. We went to, you know, talk to people. Just really had a hard time. Um, never really got anywhere with the therapy. But in my own life, I picked up a book by Henry Cloud called Boundaries, and I learned where I boundaries are. Are the, the principle is like a fence you don't you know good strong fences make good neighbors and so you don't i can't control what goes on outside of my boundaries but i can control what i let in to my my world and i started to step up and and take place healthy boundaries and you know I, i this is what i will do and this is what i won't do and you know it wasn't liked at first but it has served to really grow us closer and stronger as a a husband and wife um with the kids you know it's the same thing there's things i won't do okay kids i'm not going to do this for you if you want it you have to take care of it you have to do it and i tell my oldest one i'm when you're when you turn 18 i'm hoping that i would at least be able to get you a car in a tiny house uh, we don't have much funds i'd do more than that but a, t- a car in a tiny house i could do that and uh I, that way if it's especially if it's got solar it's got rain capture they'd have all their needs met um and uh i would say okay the re- if you want more than that that's it's up to you there, there's my boundary i'm not gonna babysit you for the rest of your life so this is what i'm hoping to give you so that your your basic needs are provided for you want more than that you have to go out and get it yourself. And so it, it, for me with taking back control was was simply not trying to control someone else but control my own self. Control this is what I will permit. This is what I will allow. This is what I will stand for. You may you may do this, you may not do this. I had to do some things that were not popular but have I've seen great results out of it. So um, yeah, you you got to just you got to just bear down and, 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 you know, stand firm. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I won't do. That's, that's how I take control of, of of our family. Cause I can't, I can't go out into the rest of society and make, you know, make all these families around here do the right thing But I can do for myself the right thing and hopefully stand firm
0: and an example. So. That's awesome. That's a great answer.
2: Well, that that's a big question, though. You know, how, how do we, how do we take control of the family or maintain sanity within the family? Uh, the first thing that I would do, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the, uh, just getting the whole idea of fatherhood into my head right now. Uh, we have one on the way. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah. All so right. this is going to be a new experience for me. So and short sure, what I'm saying here is I really don't know what I'm talking about, but let's go ahead and talk about it anyways.
0: <laughs> you can talk out of your ass, that's fine. We'll we'll let we'll give you here. a pass.
2: So the first thing that I uh that I am doing is I'm limiting uh outside toxic uh inputs we have no cable TV. Nice. Well, first things first, we're going to nip that one in the bud we don't want cable TV. Yep. Um, you know, unfettered access to social media is not going to happen. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to have to back away from a lot of the social media stuff myself because I need to model the kind of behavior that I expect. And I can't say, do as I say not as I do it doesn't work well uh, for me and I know when I was a kid it didn't work very well because that's what my parents did to me it really didn't work well so um, I really had to deal with a lot of um, shall we say template mess because My mother was a, was a narcissist. My father, uh, basically checked out. So my template was a real mess. And that's why here I am, I'm 47 years old and just now becoming a father. Uh, I had a a lot of stuff that I had to work through.
0: Sure. Been there. That's, um, that's kind of difficult. I mean, by kind of, I mean, that's extremely difficult because you don't have, unless you have like a cool uncle or something or whatever, uh, to look up to or kind of take you under his wing. Like you don't, you don't get that. Even like, even like a moderate example, doesn't even have to be a good example. Like, oh, you know, he did his best and, um, you know, I'm going to see if I can try to improve slightly on that. You know, if I can if I could do the same as this guy, like that is like a father figure, then I'd be happy with that. But man, that sucks that you can't even like you have like a negative baseline.
2: Yeah. Yes, uh yeah, there's a whole lot of I don't want to do this. Uh but When it comes down to it, I have to have a toolbox with which I can deal with just about any situation. If I'm missing a tool for a particular situation, I'm going to reach for the only tool that I can grab. And I know that does not come from a good toolbox. So uh, what I cannot afford to do is enter the, you know, becoming a father without going through and planning what can happen how do i deal with these issues how do i handle all of this stuff when i don't have tools that i want to use i need to make the tools that i want to use and that takes a lot of research that takes a lot of figuring things out and that takes a lot of uh game theory in a a lot of ways i have to think about things that well oh okay I did this when I was a kid. My parents did this as a result, but I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. What do I do? Let's plan it out with a rational mind ahead of time. So that when I'm faced with that situation, I don't approach it emotionally and revert to old, uh, you know, revert to experience when that experience didn't work. And, caused relationship problems
1: yes sir yeah, yeah you're yeah. learning I mean, you you're, you're intelligent enough to say that is what I wanted not I want to avoid and you're you're not gonna just let it happen because so many people just let it happen and that's and that's just you're, you're comm- you should be commended for that because you're mm-hmm. recognizing yeah I, I didn't yeah. want kids uh, or, or be married not be at, at first and that was because I was afraid I would just screw it up. I was just too selfish and just screw it up. And I just finally just said, okay, I'm I'm going to make mistakes, you know. But uh, I'm a born-again Christian. I've got a big God, and he'll be with me. He'll help me through it. And it's been great. These, I was like, man, teenage years are going to be awful. And Not one eruption, no problems. Like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but these kids are great. So... <laughs> i maybe maybe
0: go on the right track. <laughs> nice. Well,
2: there, there's a trick to it though. Uh, what has to happen, you see, when you have, when you have kids, the kids of course start up completely dependent and over time, they individuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that hits its peak is right about 12, 13 years old. When, when the kid starts getting into puberty, And wants to be with friends more so than parents and so on. The thing is, while that kid is developing, you need to develop a a relationship with your kids. And that relationship needs to be strong so that when they want to individuate, you have a really solid background that's not based on authority, because all of that authority is going to go out the window. That kid hits thirteen. Forget about authority; it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. So there has to be something else to fall back on, and it has to be a solid relationship.
0: They gotta want to like hang out with you and do cool stuff, and like the fact that you're already thinking about this and like I, you're gonna do just fine. Yeah, you'll be. Fine. Um. Like it's. When you you're, you're talking about you know oh man I'm blanking on the specifics but what made me think of it is like you got when you're like a, when you're a parent you got to think like ten steps ahead what actions am I making today is going to have an effect three years from now like oh yeah am I setting the groundwork for failure or a weird dependency or a weird thing or whatever and um. But yeah, just got to have that, have that foresight, like, yep. like nothing, like nothing else, because you're working with a living, breathing being, a human being, like, uh, that's going to have its own, like, like thoughts and feelings. And um, it's not like, uh, it, it it's similar, but different than a business where like, you know, you got to like have foresight in your business, like, okay, projections and blah, 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 whatever. But it... It does it's not as complicated right like you can there's flowcharts and blah 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 for running a business and but there I mean it's a complete like Pandora's box with uh, with a child
2: well it's gotten better uh, there are a lot of podcasts there's a lot of information out there uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there as well uh, popular culture is something that I tend to steer clear of you know there's that uh, that old meme well i was spanked and i turned out okay yeah and you can pick those people apart pretty easily you know uh, one person i know is a very strong proponent of spanking he uh owns a small shop he kind of hides in the back he pops out when customers come by but that's all he does You know, he hasn't he's been to one social function in the last twenty years. Hmm. Hmm. So did he turn out okay? Well, I mean, he's an all right guy, but I wouldn't say he turned out okay.
0: I used to be on that team. Like I was spanked and I'm fine, and then someone made a like an argument where like you're using violence to correct like a child's like behavior you should be able to talk to the child and like if they don't understand well then you're using violence for no reason
2: but, yes but,
0: so then why are you hitting them you just want like you're frustrated and you want to hit your kid apparently
2: yeah and and this this gets into a topic that i could i can go on and on about i mean really this is that that is a massive topic uh, okay so why did you hit your two-year-old? Well, uh, he did something bad, and, and you know, I'd love to be able to reason with him, but he's too young to reason with. Oh, okay, so how could that kid possibly know that you hitting him is because he did such-and-so action that you felt was bad? Because that would take reason, and you said the kid doesn't have reason. okay. So what are we teaching the kid? We're teaching the kid that violence is okay. The ability to uh, control emotions is not necessary. Uh, In fact, it's better to not control emotions because, I mean, mom and dad can't control their emotions. Why should I? Uh, And then, um, you know, throwing fits is acceptable. Um Violence is violence solves problems. I mean that that, that's what that's what that teaches. Do we want to teach these lessons? I don't think so.
0: No. If you're spanking your kids, you are totally not in control. (laughs) I'm just gonna put that that out there.
2: Totally. Yeah, it's it's a great way of building fear. It destroys Mm. the relationship. And, you know, if you think, well, okay, look, you know, uh, it would be better to damage our relationship now. And also it destroys trust because, you know, you're supposed to be a protector. But, you know, if I destroy the relationship now in order to have a well-behaved child, I'm going to win. Okay. So what happens many years down the road when you need help? Uh, and your kid decides to put you into a home because you destroyed the relationship and you didn't have a good relationship I mean you, you, you send your kid off to uh, to daycare all the time now well maybe in the future when it comes time for uh, for us to you know in in our later years are we going to be put into a adult daycare and what kind of adult daycare will we be put into the kind where the people are kind and nice and the facilities are well-kept that costs money or the kind that well maybe the suicide pod the people there aren't so nice right (laughs) well we have these choices to make we make these choices now Uh, We build our relationships with our kids now so that in the future, we can rely on our solid relationships with our children. Uh, And that's something that we need to consider.
1: I'm going to be be the uh, polite objector here, and I'm outnumbered, and I'm not at all prepared to talk about this. Uh, But I want to say... That there probably is more to a to the story of a person turning out awkward and spending 20 years never going to social events and never seeing anybody, anybody, than spanking. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that a child will uh, end in uh, a, a, in distrust. And it doesn't necessarily. Uh, ne- endorse violence and it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is destroyed uh, i've got has got some excellent trust with my kids i got some excellent uh relationships with my kids i think there's more here and i like i said i'm not prepared to talk about it so i don't know sure. what all i would say that is but I, I, it seems like there, there's something more that's going on there um we, I, I, as time went on, I had less and less and less had to spank the children. And now it's never. And they okay. just I, I tell them that they need to do something. And they, they yes, daddy. And and we, we love each other. We have such a great time. And there's so much trust. And we help each together out. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So uh, I, I think it can be done badly. And I think it can be done well. Yeah. I, I, I grew up under it yeah. done badly. And I learned what not to do from mom and dad. And and I'd never have, it never in anger if I smack my children, never in anger, always with the intent of yes, they do understand it when they were two years old and you know, that, that they know mom. that they do, not And so um, always with the intent of, of training and correction and bringing to the right place in their life. It's just borne out some wonderful fruit. Got uh, three teenagers that I love so much and we have a great relationship with them. That's about all
0: I can say on that because I'd like it so I'm not prepared to talk about it. No, that's a good answer, man. I yep. I don't recall a time being spanked like where my dad wasn't mad. Mm. So like <laughs> that's where, where I see it from and so yeah. like if you can keep your cool yeah in like I guess I could see that Um, I'd rather just not spank them but if it works for you then it works for you Yeah, right um, guys, can... my... yeah go ahead Warlord so I, I'll uh, catch up with you guys later awesome thanks for jumping on man you're talking see ya um I'll, I'll just I'll just take them out there we go um yeah I just I my brother and I laughed. it's about complicated it it's not it's there's compl- no easy answers yeah, yeah yeah I I agree what I think warlord was saying is that like similar to an expression that my wife uses is like you cannot build a house on sand and so like if you do specific things spank out of anger yeah you are uh damaging like you're you're not setting good groundwork for your house right that's being the relationship uh
1: yeah i'm with that i agree with that yeah
0: yeah my brother and i we laugh about it now uh being that like my dad would be like I'm going to spank you so hard. You're not going to be able to sit down for a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you laugh yeah. now, but but that was traumatic growing up. That was, that did impact you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, had, uh, there was a lot of times like now, if I, now that I say that it kind of triggers a memory, like, Oh, my butt kind of hurts just now. Like, like thinking, <laughs> about, thinking about how that was said to me. Like, uh, because it usually, it was never, like, I don't, like, it was always a hand. It wasn't, like, he took out a belt or, like, a wooden spoon or whatever. Because, like, my dad went to, let's see, I think, I'm pretty sure he went to, like, Catholic elementary school and stuff like that. So, like, he was, like, oh yeah, like taught by nuns and he'd get, like, the ruler, oh, yeah. like, the traditional ruler on the knuckles. And so, like, I think with each generation, unless, well, not you, like, Sometimes, let's say, let's say sometimes it usually is brought down a level, right? So like if he was spanked with like a wooden spoon and whapped on the knuckles with a ruler, excuse me, from nuns, he's like, okay, I'm gonna spank my kids, but I'm not using a ruler. I didn't, or uh, or a wooden spoon. I didn't like that that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So my
1: and, kids, my kids know that I always know that. All right. and I make sure to verbalize, verbally say, that you know I'm doing this because I love you, and this is this is, you, and you need this, and it's not because I'm angry, and I've just never been. I don't. I, I, one of the things is just it, was, it wasn't easy. It, I never really took it personal when they would would make a you know, mistake or to do something that they knew they shouldn't. It, it wasn't personal. It was just a kid being a kid, sure. doing rebellious things that they want to do and my i took it as my responsibility to teach them you don't do that you just don't do that and they are great they get compliments when they go places and they're a little socially awkward that's that'll change in time i was too you know but they're just great kids so
0: my uh my son's over two years old and sometimes for like practically no reason he will put himself in timeout like the timeout <laughs> is on the stairs and or like let's say he gets like super worked up about something and we're like working on like calming him down oh good he'll go walk over and sit on the bottom step and he's like sit down time out <laughs>
1: he knows he knows that if he doesn't yeah my kids are aware too that when they're when they're pushing their own limit they, they, know, they know
0: yeah yeah and he'll be like frustrated
1: yeah, they're smarter than they're smarter oh,
0: than yeah, you. yeah, they're smart. Yeah, they're smart. Well, uh, hey, that um, that hour flew by. Yeah, it did for sure. I didn't even get to employment, taking back employment. control of employment or uh, community. So, yeah. uh, people, blah blah blah, fill in the blank. That's it was great that we talked about employment <laughs> and community. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, okay, first of all, what is there anything that you wanted to? touch on or wrap up on or say that we, that didn't get said? Um, One of the ways that
1: the mill that sets apart the, uh, I think it's the Navy SEALs and it's called extreme responsibility. I think there's even a book called that. Um, And let me see. Extreme response. I can't type. Yeah, Navy SEALs. So there's a book called Extreme Ownership by a a former Navy SEAL. I haven't read it, but I get the idea. And it's that you can't control things outside of your circle of control.
0: You just Mm, can't.
1: But you can take ownership of how you respond to those things. You can take ownership of preparing for it to never happen again. You can take ownership of, as Warlord was talking about, of delegating and tra- delegating de- delegating correctly. So, it's it's it, the victim mentality is is we're swimming in, an, in a society of victim mentality, and it's just hurting people. And they're just they're hurting they're ruining their own lives when they don't take ownership of their own issues. Yeah, I'm. Uh, something i'm, I'm chronic fatigued. okay what am i going to do am i going to sit around and complain or am i going to think about all the ways that i can cope and start to change diet and things like that and you know i or, or i can be a victim nobody wants a victim you know so taking ownership is is the, the way forward of taking control i think
0: i agree yeah i you've reminded me of something all and right. i don't know if you did this on purpose uh, but I can't believe I missed out on the whole um, sphere of control, sphere of influence yeah. thing. And yeah. um, I can't believe yeah. I missed that. But, yeah, get that uh, graphic
1: for for the um, for for the slide or something.
0: Uh, people can pretend. <laughs> this is a lo- <laughs> this is a low budget podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Uh, so I I forgot I was gonna bring this up. I yeah. Just Google a- um
1: Google or or do web search uh, sphere of.
0: Well, there's a different thing I was gonna bring up. Uh, I there was a tweet that I that I read today, and I was like totally gonna bring this up on the men's forum tonight, and then we didn't talk about it. Um, so, it's it's a quote from Wendell Berry in his book Mad Farmer, which, by the way, never read any Wendell Berry, but he sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. Um, the quote is not even your future will be a mystery anymore. Your mind will be punched in a card and shut away in a little drawer. When they want you to buy something, they will call you. When they want you to die for profit, they will let you know. I was like, wow. "Dang." Yeah. Um if that isn't about taking back control, I don't I don't know what is. Yeah. And like we didn't even talk about privacy, which I think <laughs> there's plenty of like pri- like, you know, sharing this photo like on you like do a being part out two. here, yeah. We could do a part two, maybe. Let's give it a couple weeks, maybe. Right. Let's let it brew. We'll we'll figure out something else to talk yeah. about. All right. And um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that for sure. So, go ahead, Chris. Plug your stuff.
1: Yeah, securecoop.com. Get on the mailing list. Get the free ebook. Uh, get the coupon. Farmhoff life farm hot like
0: rocks <laughs> it's a tricky and, one
1: yeah and uh look for it uh hopefully the end of this year maybe early next but hopefully the end of this year
0: it's gonna be this year he said oh we're gonna do it i'm gonna plug in hard on it there you go there yeah. you go all right uh, awesome and right. uh you said you already said securecoop.com. Securecoop. dot coop.com nice awesome yep and uh, I am Matt DeRozier of a Farm Hop Life, a traveling homestead family. You should check out our twenty by twenty-three project. It's pretty sweet. We're gonna help out twenty homesteads in the year twenty twenty-three. You can sign up, farmhoplife.com slash twenty x twenty-three of link in the show notes. That's it.
1: All right. Thanks a lot for the talk. Chris,
0: Chris signed up almost, kind of. He's like <laughs> uh just show up you don't have to work any yeah you don't have to work here you can just show up
1: and i was like was, that's totally the, not the there point there really isn't that much to do man
0: you go I don't, and just I'll find something to do okay find something to do I'll, but you're i'll paint your rv or something come and know.
1: hang out and, and just yeah yeah
0: that's but the hope. yeah i uh chris thank you for being here tonight i appreciate yep. it um and i appreciate everyone listening yes sir see you next week
1: bye